Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. It is our final episode of 2022. I'm your host Ashwin. I'm joined by DJ. It's a little bit of a different episode. You notice some of our graphics are a little bit missing. For those who watch every week on YouTube, you'll notice our backgrounds are a little bit different. I'm traveling on the road. I got all sorts of different things in my background. DJ is traveling on the road just outside of Mumbai. So DJ, how are you doing, man? Final episode of 2022. That's kind of crazy. We're just we're making this happen, even though logistics with uh, with holidays haven't really made it easy. How have you been? Yeah, I'm great, man. It's been an interesting year for Indian cricket fans. It started with uh, the South Africa series. It ended with a Test match win. Uh, yeah, there's been lots of ups and downs. Obviously, thank you all for following it us uh, with us on the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We've had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but as always, Ashwin, there's lots to talk about in this week's episode as well. So I'm looking forward to chatting all that stuff. Test cricket, as you guys know, is our favorite form of cricket, right? So uh, some of our favorite episodes are these uh, test cricket episodes that we go through. Yeah, I mean, that no better cue than to jump right in than that to jump right in. Let's talk about the test match, right? So just to set the stage and I'll run through quickly, it was the second test match in the India-Bangladesh two-match series. It was a very, very important test match for India as we look to the World Test Championship table, right? Bangladesh is out of the running, they're right near the bottom. But for India, winning this gives us a little bit of breathing room and the kind of result we need in the final format series against Australia. Big win in the first test match. Needed this and gosh, it got a lot closer than I thought it would get at any point. India ends up winning by, by three wickets, even though, again, in a dominant position for a lot of it. Some, some heroics from Bangladesh's lower order in the second innings. And we'll go through all that. And of course, Test Matres Cricket creates heroes or, or cements heroes, if you will. And I think, I think I can say pretty safely, Ravi Ashwin has kind of cemented his place as an Indian Test Cricket hero. But we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's start with what, what, what happened with team selection. How often <laughs> has it happened that a guy... I think he picked up eight wickets, made a very, very useful 40 runs, picked up player of the match, and did not get selected in the second match. And of course, I'm talking about Kuldeep Yadav. So, so talk to me about selection, right? We're obviously thrilled for Jadeh were not cut, but to drop Kuldeep to do it, and was it a really a pitch that needed the, the third seamer? And, and how are you feeling about it? So when it happened, right, I think you or Varun, one of them, uh, one of you guys tweeted out saying, Kuldeep won the man of the series, man of the match, and now he's been dropped for the next game. Which it's it's the roller coaster of Indian cricket, right? Like one day you're the man of the match, and you've been you, you are like everybody saying you're making a comeback. Your India's going to be back. You're going to be back to being India's number one spinner. You were the point of difference when we couldn't get wickets, and then and and you've contributed with the bat. And I mean, imagine what Kuldeep's feeling, right? Like he's feeling like, okay, but maybe I'm back into the fold. I'm, I'm doing it. And then the next day you're told, listen, the pitch isn't um, conducive to you, your kind of bowling. So Ashwin and Aksar are ahead of you. So you're our number three spinner. And remember, uh, Ravi Shastri once called him our first overseas spinner, right? And I mean, what was very interesting about that is when Rahul was asked about that, Ashwin, and we're going to come to KL Rahul's captaincy, I'm sure, is when he was asked about that, he said, you know, I just let the experts, i.e. Rahul Dravid, make the decision because he didn't seem to have much of a say in that, which is, I mean, it's weird, right? Your captain just kind of disclaiming any responsibility. I can't see Virat doing that or or even a Rohit. They were saying, like, listen, bro, I haven't, 
had anything to do with this team selection it was selected by the coach now this is not football the manager and the coach don't select the team really it should i mean the captain should have much more of a say so i think kuldeep has good reason to be disappointed and when he looked at that last innings where seven wickets fell of the indian team all seven were taken by spinners and he was those guys were looking unplayable for long periods that said the guys they picked umesh and and unarkar both did pretty well i mean you're one of your favorite players umesh picked up a wicket but we'll talk about all of this i think it it just goes to that muddled thinking that this indian think tank has been accused of in the past and it, i mean if you're kuldeep you're shattered right like it's 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 really unfortunate yeah i mean in some sense it, i think the tweet that i sent out was kuldeep drop was not was just classic team india like it's just classic of what we've seen it just doesn't seem to make sense it seems like the most obvious decisions uh, so so let me summarize it with this i've rarely seen us win a test match and sweep a test series and be in real contention now for the wcc finals and still seen all fans like all of our listeners or many majority of our listeners all of us all of our friends people we engage with still so frustrated with the side so and many that just questions shows you, right crazy right? like After and we you could sit here and say we won, we swept it yeah we swept it we wanted 2-0 and now there's just so many questions so much more to do so i i and i agree with you i think the last thing i'll say is rahul almost looked like he might miss the the match for a moment there he got hit in the net and i think i was sitting there thinking gosh if pujara walks out for the toss that'll be our eighth eighth indian captain in 2020 what eight and indian test captain no 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 captain i would Overall. use the shikhar as captain the game here and there like or a few games and stuff like but that's just bonkers right like, so and that's just i think symptomatic of what's actually going on but we did win the game and so now let's talk about it a little bit bangladesh won the toss came out to bat first probably the right call shakib said the first couple of sessions will be tough to negotiate with the first couple of hours with the new ball turns out they weren't that hard i think the the openers did pretty well first yeah. wicket went to jadeva well. natka yeah they batted uh, really well actually they did they negotiated the new ball well the first wicket off the match went to jadeva natka who also picked up his of course maiden test wicket for india did how how great did that feel like how how that was, how good, that was how good so, a moment is that it was great i mean 12 years after making your debut right your test debut 12 years later you were an 18 year old you played against the south africa team with ab de villiers hashim amla jack callis and they, they they basically smashed you everywhere and then you have that tweet saying dear red ball give me one more chance and the joy and the relief because he'd beaten the bat so many times there was an edge that nearly went to hand there was all of that stuff because he bowled beautifully and then to see that extra bounce and the ball to go up and it was just a simple catch i think rahul took it but i mean i think all over india indian fans had to feel some amount of joy at that wicket and of course at edges and sledges he's one of the first indian cricketers we interviewed so i mean uh, team team jd for sure man what what a what a moment just pure joy i think all around could not agree more he ends up picking a second wicket as well and picks up mushfiqur who is a good a good scalp Ashwin picks up four wickets. Omesh picks up four wickets, which is interesting. So I'm sitting there saying, "Hey, Siraj didn't get anything, and Akshar didn't get anything." Arguably, I don't think Siraj would have been left out after the first Test match, 
but arguably Akshar was the the guy who could have been left out for for Kuldeep, as we discussed a little. But still, two twenty seven uh, to get the Bangladeshis all out, you'd take that in a heartbeat. Then India makes in response makes three hundred and fourteen, right? Rahul, which we'll come to in a second, doesn't get doesn't get much. Shubman doesn't get much. Pujara and Kohli both kind of get starts, but don't really get going. An absolutely breathtaking partnership from Rishabh Pant and Shreyas Iyer to basically keep us alive, to be honest, right? Rishabh Pant makes a phenomenal 93. He now has more scores between 90 and 99 than he does centuries. I think it's five centuries and six scores between 90 Five centuries, six, six 90s, yeah. Which is just so sad and upsetting. But basically, <laughs> I mean, he has those 11 match-changing knocks or game-changing knocks of above 90. Um, you know, a couple of things I'll highlight. Of course, Shreyas hit 87 as well. And then the tail didn't do much. But Shaki picked up four. Tajul Islam picked up four. Mehdi Hassan Maraz picked up one. That's nine wickets went to spinners. One wicket went to Tuscan Ahmed, right? And that was uh, Kohli. That was, so Kohli. A couple questions that was a great ball, by the way. Excellent. And Kohli did his, did his usual fending at the ball and went. Unfortunately. So, so a couple of things to ask, right? Rahul, obviously, no suspense failed in the second innings as well, making two. Kohli failed in the second innings as well, making one. Are these two are these two guys liabilities? And we'll 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 talk a little kind of marks out of ten or hits and misses. But are these two guys are now, now a liability in our test side? As as Rohit comes back, does is Rahul the guy who makes way, or do you kind of pull a Kuldeep move and like let, let Gill make way despite Gill looking better than Rahul? It's a loaded Gil question. Got his first, yeah, it's it's a tough question, right? Like, I mean, Rahul, I think he he hasn't looked himself for some time now. Whether it's T Twenty cricket, whether it's it's um, it's it's Test cricket, he, he looks sort of tentative, kind of getting middling scores. He looks like he's under pressure. He, I mean, the he talks about like I like baseball and stuff, and then you come out and play those innings, which are just so tentative, and it's just showing a lack of confidence, right? And he had a run maybe four, five, six years ago where he scored a lot of runs in turning tracks. He was good against spin. But he looks like he's he's lacking that that confidence to play spin properly. He got out he, um, LBW in the first innings, coming down the track. But again, it was a tentative poke. And in the second innings, again, he poked at it tentatively and gave a catch behind him. I mean, when Rohit comes back, he walks back into this team. But uh, if you're looking to the future, I mean, are you going to back Gill or are you going to back Rahul for that second spot against the Australians? Now, Gill hasn't filled you with confidence either, right? So, he scored that 100, but it's easy to score 100 when you're, I don't know, 200 runs ahead and the opposition is on the mat. I mean, there are no te- easy test hundreds because neither of us have any, right? But it's... it's yeah, the that's true. That we, neither you nor I have a test hundred. So you can't yeah, so that. I don't want to, like, do down that 100, but the conditions were different. The situation was different. You went and got 190 for two, out of which he scored 110. But... I don't know. I, I think Rahul and Gill are probably now looking at a, at a single spot. You've got four tests against Australia. I suspect Rahul will start that test series, but Gill will be snapping hot on his heels, to be totally honest with you. And Rohit will come back in. Um, but yeah, KL, KL looks fried, to be honest. Um, yeah, but he's getting married in January, so maybe that changes his luck. Maybe luck will turn around. We hope it does. We really, really do. So, so I'll come back to the Kohli question later. 
because that's a loaded one as well. And I want to talk a little bit about Virat. But let's talk a little bit about our middle order, right? So we've talked a lot about how Panth at five, IR at six seemed pretty, pretty solid. DJ, one of the things I was looking at is, is a series of numbers that I'm going to read out. Three, six, six, 11, 15, 10. Those are Rishabh Pant's scores from the start of the T20 World Cup through to the start of this series in limited overs. Now, they were all limited overs matches. Okay. Then he makes 46 in the first match, first test match, and 93 here. Is, is he just making it ever so much clearer that he is an outstanding test match player and a you know, very middle-of-the-pack kind of limited overs player? I hate to say it. But with the bat, that seems like it's proving to be the case, isn't it? The numbers, the numbers seem to say that. Yeah, I mean, he's probably India's greatest wicketkeeper batter already. <laughs> and I say that as an MS. That is a huge statement from DJ. Oh, man. That's fact, a big one. In test matches, right? Look at his average. Yeah. Look at the number of hundreds. Look at where he scored mm-hmm. them. Look at the situations in which he scores these runs. Again, you were 48 for three. In the first game, sorry, in the first game, you were 48 for three when he comes in and hits that 46, changes the momentum. Again, you were struggling here. I don't know how many. 72, had 72 for three. And then yeah. he's with Kohli and Kohli goes 94 for four. And you're sitting there saying yeah. Pant and Ayer are out there. And he just changed the game. Yeah. yeah. And so, he's done this over and over again. The, la- the test match, the last test match we played was in England. And he came out and played that magnificent innings with Jadeja in, in company to score those hundreds. Again, change the game. And I mean, uh, put aside the limited over stuff, I think. But it'll, it'll be relevant when we talk about Kohli as well. Because if we say Kohli's out of form in tests, he's been scoring hundreds in limited overs. So how is that all working? I think he needs to figure out the game in limited overs a little bit. He's obviously got the talent and the game for it. He just, he's short, maybe short selection needs to be a bit better. Um, it's the Virendra Sehwag thing, right? There are more gaps in test cricket. But you can see the game almost changes when Pant walks in. They've got fielders running everywhere. They're going to the boundary. And there's there's a different vibe when Pant bats. And I think people who bat with him kind of get uh, feed off that as well. Like Shreyas fed off that a little bit as well because he started off a bit slower. But then when Pant accelerated, so did Shreyas. And I, I think yeah, he's I mean, just magnificent in test. I mean, to your point, 94 for four before the Shreyas and Pant's put partnership started in almost 38 overs, right? So that's batting the batting at two and a half runs and over. And then both these guys batted almost around the ball. So just to, just change, change the nature of the game. DJ, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about Shreya Sayer, the second half. And then we will also talk, in case you're waiting, in this week's episode, just briefly about the IPL auction. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Edison Sledges Cricket Podcast. If you're watching this live on YouTube, as usual, we didn't really take a break or go anywhere. But we're going to continue talking about the India-Bangladesh test. DJ, I'll come, I'll, I'll come to it in a second. So but thanks to Rishabh Pantreas, your heroics, we ended up making 314, got a nice little lead, just under 100 runs, but got a decent little lead there. And then Bangladesh came out and came out swinging, like a great, great knock from, from the opener, Zakir, who made 51. Litton Das made 73, and the tail just wagged. Like from 159 for seven, when it felt like we had them on the ropes, they ended up making 231, right? So India now, and again, kudos to, to Ashwin picking up two, Aksha picked up three. So again, that's five wickets to spin. And then each of the Pacers picked up one or two wickets. 
So you're now in a situation where the target is 145 runs. And there's a few overs on day three, I think it was, to, uh, to, to play out. And then, and then, of course, the rest of day four. DJ. Shubman and, and Rahul got through, got through 19, I think it was 19 for zero at the end of the day. And then the, the calamity just started. So walk me through it, right? Gil makes single-digit score, 7 of 35. Pujara, 6. Rahul, 2. Aksha comes in at 2 down as a kind of night watchman-ish. Or they just wanted to bring in the lefty. He ends up making a decent score. Then Virat comes in at 5, makes 1 of 22 balls, and gets out. So then they send Unatkar in at 6. Like it's, it's just crazy. Like The whole thing, A, was just kind of crazy thinking. But also... When you include Rishabh Pant, who did great in the first things and failed in the second, five of our top seven batsmen made single-digit scores. And the two who didn't were Akshar and Unatkar, who are bowlers, right? In the side, bowler slash all-rounder. I mean, a collapse of epic proportions, right? Yeah. So, so all of this happened, actually. So we were set the target of 145 at the end of day three. We come out with Rahul and Gil. And Rahul, uh, the first ball of the second innings, Rahul, uh, Gil has a massive LBW appeal against him. And for all money, that looks absolutely plumb. I think you and I were exchanging messages and, and we were saying, that looks gone. He looks Yeah, I was Shakib bowling too. Right? Shakib bowls the first over of the innings. First, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I saved him. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and But that kind of set the tone for that little session. I think it was maybe... Uh, 20 odd overs that uh, they had to bowl at, on day three. And it was just 45 for four, sending Akshar Patel in at number four to negate the two left-arm spinners in Taijul and Shakib. I think, I think that was a decent move. But then Kohli's innings, where I think he was just trying to absorb all that pressure, I think he got out to Mehdi, he had a bit of a spat with the Bangladeshi fielders. It wasn't a great look. That say. was crazy. Uh, that that evening that was definitely went bad. to Bangladesh. Yeah. And the Kohli spat was not a great look in general, right? Like he celebrates other players' uh, dismissals. Yeah. Yes, you could argue the Bangladeshi celebrated a little hard, didn't need to get all up in his grill, but just not a great moment. So, now, but then you're sitting... four, at that point, Indian fans are, are worried, right? You're worried yeah. because there's not a lot more to come at that point. Yeah, you're worried. And then you think, okay, maybe Pant will save us, right? I know Varun and I were definitely thinking Pant will be the savior. Obviously, then Unadkat gets out, Rishabh Pant gets out, 71 for six. And then Akshar Patel, who had made some runs overnight, 34 runs or so, highest score at that point, gets out as well. So now in a chase of 145, you are 74, I think it was, for seven. And 74 it looks for like seven, yeah. Yeah. And it looks like the wheels have just come off. And yet, somehow, not, not, I'm not even going to talk about the victory and the, the result that, that came from it. Somehow there was this sense of calm from having Shreyas Ayer at the crease. And I don't know if it's just me. I, we've talked on the show before. I'm a fan. He's been a Delhi Capitals player for a while, obviously, or he was a Delhi Capitals player for a while. And he, you know, I'm a big fan of his, right? He's got some issues against the short ball. A lot of people, we talked last week, he's one of the better players we have of spin. But even at 74 for seven, with 70-odd runs needed, 
with Shreya Satyakris, did you feel that sense of calm? And and what does that say about what he's brought as a player who hasn't played all that much Test cricket for India yet? I think he's our highest so, run scorer in 2020. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, kudos to him for that because he's not an automatic selection in 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 many people's books. Um, he he gave me a sense of calm, but the Bangladeshi bowlers looked dangerous. I mean, Mehdi, I think, got a an edge of Ashwin when we were 80-odd. It went to Mominon, who'd taken a brilliant catch to dismiss Kohli earlier on. And he dropped that, thankfully. Um, but I think Ayer has shown the temperament that he showed in that kind of... that that melting pot of pressure. I think that was... Those are great signs for Indian cricket. We've got four test matches coming up at home. We've got a home World Cup coming up as well in the ODI sphere. I think this innings, it may not have been much. It's 29, right? But I think it's much more than that for Indian cricket fans. He scored more runs. Rightfully, he should have been the player of the series, 100%. I, I, I have no idea how that went to Pujara. I think even Ashwin alluded to it saying, Shreya should have been sharing the man of the match trophy for me if he wasn't the man of the series. And then he went to Pujara. But he was... Just so calm under pressure, hitting the bad balls for four, rocking back, hitting it over uh, uh, over the leg side when the ball fell short. And it was just, he's possibly one of our better players of spin with Rohit. He was he was fantastic. The footwork was decisive, front, back, hit, putting the bad balls away. Akshar as well. I mean, we have to give him credit. He was batting under a lot of pressure. The top order had gone. He'd been promoted. But, I mean, Shreya Sayer, magnificent 29. What an important 29 that was. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have put it better, right? Like, really, really well said. And so, even though we were 74 for 7, we had Shreya Sayer who, who notched up an outstanding 29. And then, again, DJ, I'm going to read out a couple of things to you. The number one ICC test all-rounder is Ravindra Jadeja. The number three, who obviously is missing in action because of injury, Number three ICC test all-rounder was on the other side, Jacob Al-Hassan. Number four is Ben Stokes. That's some good company. But on the other side of the pitch with Shreya Sayer was actually, I learned for as a surprise, the number two ranked ICC test match all-rounder. And that is Ravi Ashwin. I mean, we think of him as a bowler. We've said, yes, five test hundreds and stuff. To me, it, it's not just about his test hundreds. It's about the 20s and 30s and 40s he makes batting at number eight and in this case, nine, that can really, truly change the game. How critical was it to see Ravi Ashwin? And by the way, 16 runs to win, and he takes them all in that last one over. He hits a six, it's for two, and then two fours to finish it off. I mean, that is a statement of intent if I've ever seen one, right? Was, was Ravi Ashwin sending a message to the world saying, this is it, like I started the episode saying, cement, write my name in, cement my place as one of Test Cricket's legends? Yeah, definitely. What a knock. What a knock under pressure. 42, not out. I mean, highest scorer in, 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 a, in a chase where your entire top order is collapsed. Um, I mean, he's hit, he's hit that winning four against uh, Pakistan as well, right? Earlier in the year. He, he's sort of making a habit of, of being there in those, in those uh, Kodak moments, so to speak, at the end of the game. Just, I mean, that knock was just... He, he was just just backed himself. He just the, that six he hit was just fantastic. Any top order batter would have been proud of that. And then the way he finished it off on driving it off the back foot, 
through like between mid mid on and mid wicket was just so good and i mean he hasn't played a lot overseas of late people tend to like say oh he just takes wickets at home but these are the contributions that you will remember in a year that hasn't been great for indian test cricket in a year where we've lost in south africa we've lost in england we've not done great he gave indian cricket fans a reason to smile with that knock so while ashwin it i think it picked up eight wickets in the in the match as well that knock of 42 will live on in the memory and it was just he's so calm and he's so calculated about this kind of thing and he backs himself in these conditions he may not score a whole lot of runs in seeming conditions in england but he used to open the batting as a schoolboy cricketer right and so he will back himself to score runs in these conditions he's got five test hundreds which is four more than shubman gill and five more than any of us is just i mean i i love him and i love his tweets after that he's gone a bit wild on twitter yeah, after he's, that he's well, loving it he's, he's loving it yeah it's so good like he's, he had a go at the sri lankan guy who was like saying some rubbish to him saying that oh i thought i'd blocked you but okay now i'll block you then he's talked about people calling him like an, a cricketer that overthinks which i think is a, a, a reference to michael vaughn which he did last year i think uh, called ashwin an overthinking cricketer or something like that ashwin's like bro i overthink it may not work for you but it works for me so yeah whatever um but just so good to see uh, ash bring it home ashreyas what a partnership ashreyas as you called it big big win for for team india ravi ashwin becomes the second indian ever to hit 3000 runs and take 400 test wickets after kapil dev think of that kapil that kapil dev yeah wow yeah. i mean becomes the, that says yeah. it all right becomes the second fastest to do so in the world after richard hadley took 88 innings for him to get richard 400 wickets and 3000 runs i mean that company is unbelievable so kudos i'm sure i have been the first to say ashwin deserves his place in this team as a as a bowler no question but i didn't rank his batting quite as highly as i should have i mean he has saved our behind i think he did it on diwali in one day colors and he did it on christmas day in <laughs> best colors so i so i mean he seems yeah. to like uh, he seems to like batting and showing up with the bat on on festivals so congratulations to team is India. The, is the border gavaskar yeah. trophy being played on holi is the border gavaskar trophy i would put all my money on ravi ashwin that's it i'm just going to bet all my money that i should show up big that but yeah congratulations yeah, and, and what to, time to, to do it as like, well yeah. oh, what a time to do it as well world test championship hopes lying on the line and i mean if you lost this then you have to beat australia with many more uh, wins and stuff and i mean what a time to come to the party man and these are the things that you remember i mean ashwin may, may not remember a 10 wicket haul against the west indies right but this is what he will remember this is what fans like us value as well and kudos to bangladesh as well let's give them credit where it's due they made this really hard for the indian team and yeah, yeah i mean their I'm, fans and and them deserve some congrats as well it was good 100% agree well said huge congrats to them i mean it's unfortunate to end up uh, being 0-2 but like mehdi hasan miraz in that second innings bowling was absolutely outstanding and for his five for shakib bowled really well you know couple of opportunities arguably kohli who i didn't talk more about which i'm going to table for today but dropped four catches in the slips right like, okay quick, quickly that that's shocking right and and to your point on rahul and pawning off the 
spotting off the blame, if you will, for team selection to Rahul Dravid. Could or should Kale Rahul not have moved him, swapped him out? Not, you know, as a skipper, it's not that you're saying you're being demoted from the slips forever. You're just having a bad day. It's okay. You drop two catches, we'll move you out. We'll bring some fresh, fresh blood in there. We have some excellent slip fielders in this team, but obviously didn't do it, right? Yeah, yeah, Pujara. Why wasn't Pujara in there? Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds crazy to think that after dropping the two catches, he still stayed. So we will debrief Virat Kohli another day. DJ, very exciting to see us win 2-0. As we, as we kind of go into the final few days of the year, lots to, to cover. We will cover the IPL in depth when we do our previews closer to the IPL. But I just want to quickly touch upon a couple of things from the auction. You know, lots of, uh, lots of interesting action, right? It was always fun to watch. I know... Uh, engaging with the auctions is just, just almost as much fun as, as the IPL itself some days. But a couple of key records were set. Sam Curran goes to the Punjab Kings for 18.5 crore, highest ever for a player. Cam Green goes to the Mumbai Indians for 17.5 crore, second highest ever for a player. And in third place was Ben Stokes going to CSK at 16.25. Uh, so all three all-rounders, right? Just to round out the list of big buys, Nicholas Puran, big payday for him. 16 crores going to the Lucknow Super Giants. Hyderabad went big for the next two as well. Harry Brook and Mayank Arawal getting 13.25 and 8.25 crores respectively. Uh, and then the list kept going on. But yeah, any, any major surprises? I think all the predictions before the auction had said Sam Karan and Cameron Green were the big two. You know, Harry Brook also good for him. But yeah, any major surprises? Any quick takeaways from the IPL auction? Yeah, I mean, Cam Green picked up a fiver just to celebrate his his price tag as well in test. Yeah, at, at the G. At the G. But, um, bro, Manish Pandey going to Delhi. What? Have you been speaking <laughs> to those guys or something? Honestly, it's just amazing for me. Just I, like my only my only reaction was, this is going to be great for for DJ and for the show. Like, no, I don't even follow him that much anymore. I don't really care about it. But it's going to be so, it's going to be the best thing for me to see him wear Delhi colors. He's not going to get a game, surely. I he's mean, gonna, he's for so sure. Better players than you've, been, you've been a Delhi fan for long enough okay. to know that he won't get a game to start. We'll have two or three bad games. They'll bring him in, <laughs> bring him in to try to consolidate the middle order. This is, this is a playbook. We've seen this before. It's, this is how this goes. Do you, do you know who uh, they beat on their price tag? Who was the highest ever player before Sam Curran? Um, who was the highest paid player before, the, before Sam Curran? Was it Yuvraj? No. no, it was it was Rajasthan Royals bought Chris Morris. Oh yeah, of course I remember that. So, so, yeah, so are you saying that was, that was a huge? Are you, price are, you, are you saying you don't believe all rounders are all they're cut out to be? Um, I mean, Sam Curran had a great T uh, Twenty World Cup, right? And and Cam Green, I mean, he doesn't have great T Twenty figures, but he's got potential, right? He'll be okay, and he did well in India when he came to India. So, um, I think that's played in his favor. There's a bit of a recency bias there as well. It all depends on how they how they play in the season. If they don't do well, they get released almost immediately, and people will try and either buy them back for less money or or uh, trade them to someone else. So, I think um, CSK has done well with the Ben Stokes buy. That is that is fantastic. Huge, but huge, um, huge. yeah, that, that's huge. And uh, Karan's going back to Punjab, right? And Punjab have had kind of a reset and stuff. So. I think, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think all-rounders always command a lot of money um, at the IPL, particularly guys who can bowl. Uh, I don't know whether Stokes is going to bowl in the IPL, but we'll see. Maybe he can bowl some off-spin or something in the, at the um, 
the stadium in, in Chennai. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it's going to be interesting. We will see where we go from here with the IPL. Like I said, you know that that's our favorite time of year. We're going to do a deep dive as we get closer to closer to the start of the season. DJ, I think that's a wrap for us. I think we're going to wrap up 22 with the fond memory of India beating. Yeah, you have something to add? Yeah, I have one question for you. What is your favorite cricketing moment of 2022? Your yeah, high it, of 2022? I think it's funny because... Uh, I know, I know we talked about this briefly. You're going to say, I think you're, you're going to say Virat Kohli. And, and mine is too, but I think mine is slightly different. And my, my, my favorite moment of 2022 was century number 71. I think Virat ending that drought and getting that 71st century was just such a special moment. So so big fan, very, 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 very excited to see that moment. So yeah, I think my favorite cricketing moment of 22 was was... Kohli Century number 71. And if you're listening to this or watching us on YouTube, etc., throw your, your favorite cricketing moment of uh, 2022 in the comments or send it to us in a tweet. We'd love to hear it. DJ, what was yours? Yeah, so mine, mine was obviously being at the G while he flicked those two sixes of, well, I mean, flicked that's hard one to six top, and hit man. one down the ground. That is so hard to top. That, that I don't think I, I think it's going to be my favorite cricketing moment of all time. Those, yeah. That game was just unbelievable. The energy of that game. Even Kohli, like a month later, tweeted about it or sent an Instagram post saying that he's never felt like that before on a, on a cricket ground. And I mean, I've watched a lot of cricket, right? That just felt so different. And it was so, uh, we were just so happy because it was, it was King Kohli. And as Varun put it, he was coming home on Diwali. So just fantastic. Just fantastic. What a moment. What a, what a way to end the episode and end, uh, end the year for Edges and Sledges. Congratulations to, to Team India for a big series win again. Thank you to all our listeners for, for being here. It's just such a, such a wild ride when it comes to cricket, but such a fun way to do it is to, to live it with all of you. So happy holidays to everybody who celebrates. We, we won't be back till at least the new year. So happy new year to everybody in advance. DJ, next, our next recording is supposed to be Sunday the 1st. I think we're probably going to take a break and be back uh, kind of at a normal time the following week. So we'll see you all. I, I think the next game is on the third. So it's probably fair for us to take a, a week off. Uh, it saves us having to do uh, episodes without like proper mics and backgrounds and, and all of that stuff. So I think probably the uh, the week after, maybe the eighth is, uh, is when we'll go live and we'll uh, put that out on the ninth or something. Perfect. Thank you all for, for joining us. Thanks for bearing with us in the imperfect uh, technology. We try to put this episode out even when technology gets hard. So we love we love doing this. As always, at one tip one hand on all the social medias. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Have a wonderful end to the, the new year. DJ, last thought before we wrap up? Yeah, last thought. Happy New Year, guys. And we're at 4,995 Twitter followers. So if you have a Twitter account, or if you, even if you don't have a Twitter account, go create one and follow us on Twitter, one tip one hand. On that Perfect. note. Good. Good little plug. On that note, Edges and Sledges signing off for 2022. We will be back next year. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Mm-hmm.